Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that occasionally has too much to talk about and too little time. The noobs in the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian, and this is my son, Corbin. Hi, I'm Corbin. I'm the noob. <laughs> and this week, uh, we are, uh, well, not this week, this is a special point five episode. Uh, can we talk about retcons? We yes. were in the middle of our Harry Potter episode, and Corbin uh, really wanted to talk about Harry Potter and the Cursed Child and how uh, there was some, uh, in his mind, egregious retconning going on. This is going to be a massive spoiler episode, just so yes. you know. Yes, so yeah, that's the thing. So uh, preface the episode by saying this is going to spoil uh, Harry Potter, what is it, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, or yes. is it just called the Cursed Child? And I would like to talk a little bit about the theory I said I had in the last episode. Not my personal theory. Which pertains to, to what is it going to spoil? why everyone, uh, the last book. Okay, of all of Harry Potter. Okay, so if you are not up to date on Harry Potter, uh, delete just, this episode. Don't watch <laughs> Burn it with film. fire. Yeah. Uh, so spoiler alert, spoiler alert, Harry Potter, just all of it. Okay, we're mm-hmm. going to assume if you're listening to this episode that uh, that you are familiar with You've all of the stuff happening there. read all of it or there. you don't care. Now, all that to say, I have not read The Cursed Child or seen the play. I've only read the first book, so. Yeah. Oh, there's only, there's more than one? Books. The Cursed Child? Oh, no. Oh, you're saying I I've mean, only, you read, only the read the first, the first book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First yeah, yeah. So I've seen all of the movies and I read the first book and I was like, okay, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> so the kiddos um, have worked their way through the rest. Corbin has done The Cursed Child. I have not. So I'm going to speak in ignorance here, but Corbin wanted to rant and rave about retconning. Mm-hmm. So go for it. So I would say The Cursed Child is, this is going to be very brutal, but I would, I would say The Cursed Child is probably the worst thing to happen to Harry Potter, but (laughs) if you're not up to date with JK's Twitter feed right now, then you would, you know what I'm talking about. But, um, The Cursed Child completely retcons everything we learned about Time Turners in this movie and later movies. I believe it's in the fifth book and movie, I guess. We learned that during the battle at the Ministry of Magic, all of the yeah. Time Turners got destroyed. And the reason for that is because Rowling thought they were just way too powerful, they could solve any problem, so every single one was destroyed. Now comes the the Cursed Child, and the entire point of this book was time travel. There was more time travel in this play than there was in here, which is, I guess, not hard to do. <laughs> not hard to do at all, yeah. I mean, it just comes out of nowhere, and the whole thing is about time travel. So, basically, I'll give you a synopsis if you haven't read the book, but a new time-turner is found that breaks our aforementioned like time limit that you can go back, so you can go back as far as you want, they go back 30 years to the day that Harry Potter's now, parents what, died. Now, what was the limit, and when was that established? I believe it was established in the third book. It was something okay. like a month or a Last week. night you said it was a year. It was, it was not a... I don't think it was quite a year. It was not okay. a very long time. It was probably like a month or something like that. But in the book... There's a super powerful one that can break that law and can actually send you forward in time as well, which we didn't discuss, but time turners can't do that. So the main plot of the book is 
Harry Potter's son is goes back in time for some reason. I think it's to stop Harry Potter's parents from dying or something like that. Oh, wow. He's okay. having issues with his dad. It's just a lot of weirdness. I did not like the book, but the point is time travel becomes so relevant all of a sudden. She completely retconned the destruction of all the time turners and just simply said, this is a more powerful one. So it can do whatever I want it to do. So was it not at the Ministry of Magic? And it was it Hermione's. Destroyed? She got it oh, really? somewhere. The one that she used in the third movie? No, it wasn't that one. Oh, I don't she got a whole I don't remember where she got it from. But she had one, kept it behind everyone's back, and then, you know, Harry Potter's son steals it, which I believe his name was actually Severus Potter. Because, or Albus Severus Potter, I believe it was. Yeah. So, Albus gets it, and he goes back in time to supposedly stop Voldemort's daughter. I hate this so much. Voldemort had (laughs) a daughter with Bellatrix sometime during the point of the movies, which is so strange to think about. Okay, so she just also, while we're retconning the destruction of the... Of the time turners Said, and the rules of the Voldemort time turners. Oh, by the way, Voldemort now. also had a baby with Bellatrix during disturbing. the original series. Yeah, like before sometime, Harry's parents died. Sometime, probably during the fifth or sixth book, is when that happened. That's when the baby's born. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. All right. So that just kind of happened on the side. This is this is less about the time turners, honestly. This episode and more about. How she completely retconned it all. Okay, so, yeah. Can we talk about retcons? Yes. I Currently, Rowling is the epitome of changing the series far too much after she's done with the books. That okay. is what she is known for at the current moment. Yeah, yeah, kinda she's kind of coming under fire on Twitter right now. So, first of all, let's back up and say, what is, what is retconning? Do you know what that word, what that I mean, abbreviation means? Not the abbreviation. It's retroactive continuity. Yeah, so Makes it's sense. you're retconning. So retroactive, in other words, you're going back. So okay, so there there is good retconning, and, and there's, there's bad retconning. Rolling retconning. Yeah, well, um, so I'll give you I'll give you a classic example of because I have to Star Trek retconning. Okay, mm-hmm. so you have um, you have Star Trek uh, the original series, and Klingons are basically um, Mongolian looking guys, right? Mm-hmm. They look human. Right. Kind of racist, but yeah, yeah, it is kinda. the truth. Hey, we're gonna have some bad guys. Let's make them look brown. Uh, <laughs> all right, CBS, let's do this. Um, it says the people with a black woman in and the bu- chair. On yeah, the and room. by the way, let's not use black actors. Let's literally make white people have darker skin. That's that's mm-hmm. literally what they did. They used makeup on. Okay, anyway, kind of racist, but a little bit. So um, uh, then, all of a sudden, you have the movies come out, and the Klingons show up with the. The Klingons that we know, the Klingons mm-hmm. that we think of, the bumpy forehead Klingons, right? And the crazy teeth and, and the long hair and all that kind of stuff. That shows up in the movies. And then that sets the standard for Star Trek The Next Generation. That is Klingons, right? Yeah. TNG, DS9. You even have a Klingon on the ship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so TNG, DS9, and Voyager, you have bumpy-headed Klingons that are the warrior race that dress the way Klingons dress, mm-hmm. right? So then you have uh, the first, 
prequel, uh, uh, Star Trek prequel series called Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And this takes place, what, 100 years before the original series, I think. This is when mankind is first striking out into the galaxy. Uh, the Federation of Planets is not even a thing. So um, they run into, they decide, we're going to fix this. We're going to explain why there were smooth-headed Klingons, and then later there were bumpy-headed Klingons. We're going to explain this, so we're going to retcon it. So they have an episode, spoiler alert, <laughs> for a, a 25-year-old TV show. Um, there's an episode where they meet up with some Klingons, and it's, and it's revealed that they have this, there was genetic experimentation that was done, and it like basically made them like, more super humanoid. super Klingons, not superhuman, but <laughs> like super Klingons. Yeah. And part of the result of that is that the I think I, if I remember correctly, it's literally like the bone density in their skull changes, and they lose the ridges. Mm-hmm. Like Which what? <laughs> so they're okay. stronger. So their bone density is. So here's what you have. All right. Technology and makeup effects and all of those kind of stuff changes. And so you decide, we want to make the Klingons look cooler. Now you have a continuity problem. So for some reason, somebody says, what if we went back <laughs> and we, we explained why there's this, there's this seeming discontinuity? And they could have stopped it at genetic mutations, but then they're like, bone marrow. Yeah, yeah, I think, I, and I could be wrong about that, but I think it's literally like it changed the bone density in their skull. And something. then you have Discovery Klingons, which are bizarre. But right, and that gets into a whole other thing. Black and white, and, and they can turn themselves human. Right, and, it's just ridiculous. and so they, they um, in, 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 in Discovery Season 1, none of the Klingons have hair. And everybody freaked out. Like, these don't look like the Klingons that we know. They're and entirely they black. And careful of spoilers, careful of spoilers. So, I'll try. Yeah. And I'll just, this isn't a spoiler, in season two, they have hair. And the reason that they have hair, yeah. We haven't even seen that. They have hair, and the reason that they have hair, they reveal that Klingons at war shave. And Klingons later they don't. Klingons in peace grow their hair out. And so the reason that they were all shaved was because they were at war. Which doesn't work because they were all bald before the war broke out. But at any rate, so that's you know there's 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 retconning where you say okay, and this happens in comics. It happens in long running TV shows. Lord of the Rings is probably the best example. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, Should we talk about that? I, I well so um, maybe. maybe maybe in a second. But but you have retconning where you say you know what because we have done so much in this world, we missed something. We messed something up, and now we have to explain why there seems to be discontinuity. Mm-hmm. So you retcon. You go back and you give an explanation. Now, some people are good at it, and some people are not. Honestly, then you have in J.K. Rowling's case, she didn't even do it to explain this is my, That's where I was she going. She wanted it for the story. There's not, there's, so there's retconning to go back and explain a seeming discontinuity. Then there is retconning of, I want to do it this way now. The biggest culprit of which is actually not J.K. Rowling, but George Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. No, Definitely. No, the Lord of the Rings one that you're talking about. So what Corbin's talking about is that that um, there are there are discontinuities between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings with some of the stuff with Gollum yes. and the nature of the ring. And there was um, there were two two versions of The Hobbit. 
where one of them treats the the riddles in the dark scene one way, and then the, he later went back and rewrote that so Make that it, it made more like the current ring. Right, right. So that the importance of the ring made more sense because he decided after having written the Hobbit and being asked to write a sequel, he was like, "Well, what do I want to base it off of? How about that ring?" And then as the ring became kind of a character and this massive power, all of a sudden it didn't make sense for it to be this silly little magic ring. So he changed up the way that it was presented in mm-hmm. that scene. And the true retcon comes in when he says, right. actually, it was taking hold of Bilbo. And Bilbo claimed it and wanted to prove that ownership by saying, well, actually, right. he was going to give it to me. Right. And so that was the original version of the story that Bilbo wrote. Right, and, and, and the way you're talking about it is the brilliance of it. It's the fact that the Lord of the Rings is supposed to be a found narrative. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be, hey, uh, Tolkien found this book written by a hobbit named Bilbo Baggins and, you can see and it followed up prologue. by Frodo Baggins. Exactly. Because he, in the prologue, he talks as himself. Meanwhile, Tolkien does, yeah, yeah. yeah throughout the Lord of the Rings. Right. It's from the perspective of the different characters right. in there. And, and The Hobbit was definitely found literature. Yes. Lord of the Rings didn't hold on to that conceit as tightly, but it still took it to where um, you get hints that the, quote, the Red Book, which is The Lord of the Rings, was it was it was started by Bilbo when he wrote The Hobbit, and mm-hmm. then it was continued by Frodo. A.K.A. There and Back Again. Yes. And then Frodo writes... The, the rest of the story as he remembers it, but then also there's a story that happens after Frodo leaves. Well, that's because the book was handed down to Samwise, and he continued writing. And then there's these hints that, well, Samwise was a little bit suspicious, or maybe it was Pippin or Mary one, was a little bit suspicious that the story that Bilbo told didn't always make sense, and then Frodo reveals, well, no, here's the real story, because I got the I got the real information, and it's because the, the ring was already taking hold of Bilbo, and blah, blah, blah. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant way of solving... One of the best retcons, actually. Yeah, and it... Okay, so here's what it is. A good retcon to me gives an in-universe explanation to a real-world whoops Mm -hmm. or a real-world oversight in the sense of, hey, we're going to make the Klingons look cool now. You know, like, that that wasn't a whoops. They just decided to do it, you know? Um, Discovery Season 2 is in the process of trying to retcon why the technology looks so crazy advanced on Discovery. Meanwhile, they were... Even though it's in the past. Yeah, even though it predates what we have seen with the original series where it's all, like, plastic buttons and tape recorders. Yeah. So, um, but Rowling is doing what... Rowling is doing the kind of retconning where retcon becomes becomes like a four-letter word, where it's like a bad word. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm okay with good retconning, but hers is kind of like, what? She's leaning into weird areas because what she's trying to do is say that all along she was supporting like different ethnicities or the LGBTQ plus <laughs> ethnicities, ethnicities yeah. and like the LGBTQ plus community, all of that. Right. When that wasn't really her intent, yeah. intent all along. Yeah. And she's she's just not doing it very amazingly. Yeah. And and to to. To get back to the original point of The Cursed Child, she decided she wanted to do a time travel story, but realized that she had already made it so she couldn't. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I'll just ride around yeah. it. I'll just say there was another one that escaped the destruction mm-hmm. of all the time turners. Oh, and 
it's a super time turner. Extra powerful. Yeah. I told Corbin, I said, I don't know which is worse when you set up a rule, when a story sets up a rule just to, just to break it. You know, it's like, excuse me, when we joke around about anytime the doctor, anytime somebody says something That's is impossible, possible. it means the doctor's about to do it yeah. or he just did. Um, Even when the doctor says it's impossible. Right. So I hate when you set up the rule that this thing can or can't be done or must be done just so that it seems more impressive that it did happen Mm -hmm. Um, or that a person chose not to do the thing that must be done or whatever. But what I hate even more than that, I think, is when you set up a rule within a story and then in a subsequent story you decide, you know what, I don't like the way I boxed myself in with that rule. So I'm going to figure out a way to break that rule, go around that rule, retcon that rule out of existence. If it is a good retcon, then it's not that bad. Yeah. But JK Rowling can't do good retcons apparently. (laughs) Now what? Okay. So I, I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of blog posts coming out of your mouth right now. What do you think about the retconning of, of the time turners? Not what you've read, not the Twitter. I didn't like it. Honestly. Okay. I mean, it just wasn't good, and overall, I didn't think the story was all that good. The fact that it came into canon was just horrifying for most people, and <laughs> I don't I don't like the fact either. It just, it wasn't a great story. It didn't live up to the books she had been writing, gotcha. in my opinion. All right. So. All right, well, I think that's about all we've got to say about retcons. Um, I did just think, though, um, we need to do an episode on, um, oh gosh, now it's gone. Oh, because you were talking about, what were you saying? I don't remember. Um, Have you heard of the Star Wars Christmas story and how they retconned that one? How they retconned it? Yeah, apparently later on, George Lucas realized that it was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you haven't seen it, which most people haven't, he, he basically wiped it from the face of existence or... Is that how you say that? Sure. Know. The face of the earth, but yeah, yeah, whatever. But um, he retconned it later by saying that really it was all just one of Leia's dreams. That none of it actually serious? happened. Oh. That was sad. I didn't like that one very much. Oh. But, um, okay, one... I got to see clips of it. It was not good. It really wasn't. I've, I've never heard... I've never seen it, but I've heard that it's pretty terrible. There are a so, few left right, in the world. So... All right, you, you, you made me think of the uh, it was all a dream is a trope that is kind of like retconning. Yeah. Um, the most famous example of this that I, that I know of, the, the one that always comes to mind, mm-hmm. rather, is, is uh, an old soap opera called Dallas. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, I think you've told me I think what so. happened here. Yeah, so the idea is you have this season that just went bananas. Okay, so one of the most popular actors on the show left the show. And so they killed him. Of course. They killed him off. As you do. As you do. Instead of leaving the door open, they killed him off and the fans went ape. They (laughs) loved him. They wanted him back. And they convinced the actor to return to the show totally in secret. And so what they did was at the end of this, and, and by the way, not only did he die, the whole season was bananas, like more bananas than normal. And so you get all the way to the end of the season 
and the the one of the main characters who was who was married to the guy that that they killed off. Um, she wakes up and she hears the shower running and she walks into the shower and it's this very slow paced thing where it's all mysterious and there's a lot of buildup and why are we so worried about who's in the shower? And she pulls back the shower curtain and then dun, 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 it's the guy who died. And he turns around and he goes, oh, good morning. And then it cuts to credits, like boom, season finale, boom, everybody loses their collective minds and you have to wait all summer to find out that that entire previous season was her dream. So everything that happened in that season never happened. It was all a dream. So they that season never existed. Not canon. So it, not canon because it never, whatever happened, we get to start over. So that, that was season 12. I don't know what number it was. We just say, okay, we are now back at the end of season 11. Where, where were we? Let's pick up from there. Everything that happened didn't have any consequences. No. Now, okay, they did that. It was amazing. It was cool. It shocked the nation. It was groundbreaking. No one can ever do it ever again. You can't do it was all a dream all along. That is my least favorite way of retconning something mm -hmm. is, oh, well, really? It was a dream. It was a dream. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, so, it's not good. All right, so that's all we've got um, for retcons. That's all we've got. Not not even really. We could continue yeah. talking all day. There are plenty of retcons. Yeah, there's plenty of them. So, hey, here's what we want to hear, though. We want to hear from you guys. What what is, your, what is your favorite retcon that you've ever seen that was just well executed? What is the worst retcon you have ever seen? Send us an email, noobsinthehoovian at gmail.com. Uh, hit us up on facebook.com slash noobs in the Whovian. Send us a message there if you want to. Write a post directly on our wall. Let us know what was the best retcon, what was the worst retcon, and what do you think of the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child um, and, and all of that? Do you think that was good? Do you think that was bad? Um, and what do you think of J.K. Rowling and George Lucas's uh, ongoing relationship with their property? So, All right, um, guys, we're, we're going to close it out there. The only thing I'm going to say in closing is to um, check us out at patreon.com slash noobsandthehoovian. If you find value in what we do and want to give a little bit of value back, that's your best way to do that. You can start as little as a dollar a month, but if you go all the way up to $12 a month, you'll be paying for our hosting every month, and you'll become a hosting host, and you can come on the show as a guest host for a special episode that we will do just for you. So, um, as always, guys, um, Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller around the inside, except for right now it's a little roomier because it's just me and Corbin right now. Yeah. The other guys dipped out. Um, I am Austin Reason, your senior producer. Uh, Corbin is our production editor. And even though our, our audio engineer isn't in the room, his name is still Trip Reason. Um, so check us out wherever you found us. Uh, like, subscribe, Ding the thing, do all the things. That's YouTube. That's not podcasting, but do all those things. Like and share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name is Austin. I'm the Whovian, and this is my son, Corbin. I'm the noob. And we'll see you next time.